You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, this is Artemis Bonner. We are Are, are We, we human? human? Make sure you go to SoundCloud and check out both of our albums. We have two out right now. One's called Super Bad and the other one is... 1637 Blast Out. Go listen to both of those. They're total vibes. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at Are We Human. At Are We Human. It's all one word, guys. R-W-E Human. Yeah. You're listening to Knockouts in Three Counts. Bam. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Knockouts and Three Counts. Yes, sir. This is Knockouts and Three Counts, and we're here with a very, very special episode. Um, we're going to keep our intros very, very brief. Um, any quick announcements? Uh, no, other than ooh la, ooh la la lucha this weekend, if I can spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can also check, I know for sure I'll be going, but you can check us out at MPWA uh, this Friday in Royal Oak. So I'm with it. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, let's go ahead and introduce our very special guest, man. Uh, Kyle, you want to take this one, sir? Yep, I can do that. On the line with us, we got a guy who's getting ready for a pretty big match here at Evolve that's going to be here in Livonia at the Knights of Columbus. Uh, we got Josh Briggs on the line with us. He's getting ready to go against uh, Cassius Ono. So how you doing, brother, man? Good, man. I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad, man. Just trying to make it through all this shitty Michigan weather. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me, you'll find out about that next week, man. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> it could be 80 when you get here and 20 when you leave. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for joining us, Josh, man. This is uh, definitely, definitely honored to have you on the show, man. So uh, for people that need to find you on social media where can they find all your social medias and uh anything you need to plug real quick yeah just um type in at the josh briggs on uh instagram and twitter and if uh, you want to see my personal life just go ahead and add me on facebook just type in josh briggs all right that's pe- about it and uh guys you can check out josh briggs and the rest of the guys from evolve uh may 10th i want to say 11 may 10th which is next friday you go ahead and get your tickets now get them now because uh i was checking tickets are are going pretty fast and they have sold out pretty much every show they've done over the past like year so if you want to go uh get your tickets now uh, adam cole is going to be there cash is going to be there you got all the involved guys there so make sure you get your and tickets and if you now. sit in the front two rows be prepared to like get landed on. to move like i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> man, so, uh, Josh, you, you've been here in uh, the Detroit. I think we saw you at the last show, man. So how have your experiences been here wrestling in the Detroit area? Oh, man. I mean, I've only wrestled for Evolve in the Detroit area. I don't know how much uh, wrestling is uh, going on outside of that, but uh, maybe you guys can uh, enlighten me a little later on that. But, um, you know, the the, the crowd at uh, in Livonia is just the best. Like like one of the all time best crowds that uh, I've performed in front of. It's a, it's definitely a top five for sure. So you mentioned as we were coming in that you were sitting on the shelf with an injury. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about the recovery. What happened and uh, what it's been like trying to get back for you. 
Yeah, no problem. Um, so it, it happened, uh, Evolve 124, um, me and AR Fox were having, um, uh, in my personal opinion, one of the best matches, uh, that I've ever had. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people online said it was one of the best Evolve matches in a very long time. Um, and it was all going great. And, uh, I, I do this move that I used to do this move, uh, retired now. <laughs> um, where Smart it's, a, it's a choke slam and I turn it into a lumbar check. I put my, uh, my knees under the guy's back and I just, uh, launch him up off the, off the mat. And, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't know that that move had been, uh, deteriorating my hips. Um, but, uh, I, I, it had, and, um, you know, doing it off the top rope. Um, I, I'd done it with Fox so many times before off the top and um yeah this time it just uh didn't work out in my favor and uh pro wrestling caught up to me and uh, i dislocated my hip uh posterior dislocation um and i, I guess like the, the only real ways that um that move or that uh that injury happens is uh in a car accident so every doctor i saw um um, made me show them the the film of <laughs> me getting injured over and over again, uh, so they can study it and understand how it happened. And um, uh, it's supposed to be one of the most painful injuries you can possibly have. Um, the recovery is supposed to be extremely long, uh, uh, five months, um, extreme pain and agony. Until you can, uh, until you can uh, start becoming an athlete again. But um, I, I guess everything worked out in my favor, and I got super lucky. So um, it hasn't even been two months, and uh, I think I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I, I saw the video of that man. You, you could tell right away that, that something wasn't right. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of similar to the injury that Bo Jackson had. That that kind of ended his career, isn't it? It's exactly the same injury. Um, and like when I when I put two and two together with that, I really started shitting my pants. Um, I, I, I mean, if if one of the all time greats in the NFL, like if that ended his his career, um, you know what what the hell is it going to do to my career? You know, I'm definitely not Bo Jackson at the slightest. So uh, I really started worrying, and I, I looked into it a lot more. And I guess uh, uh, two years prior to Bo Jackson's injury, he'd already wanted to retire and. Uh, that was uh that was the catalyst for him retiring not the injury uh itself forcing him to retire right. but um just that happened and it sat in his mind and he felt like that was uh the right thing to do was to to retire so um you know it me at ease to know that it wasn't uh, a real like destruction of his body with that uh with that injury but uh, it's still a very ser- uh, serious injury, one of the most severe injuries you can have, I think, uh, what, what the doctors have told me. And uh, I guess you kind of don't really uh, realize how much you use your hips until uh, until you can't use them anymore. I mean, <laughs> right. Everything, every single thing you do from, from moving your arms to looking over your shoulder, you know, it, it's all derived from your hips. And, uh, um, you know, when I couldn't move my hip at all, it really, really sucked. So you're talk you've told us about the injury, which first of all, that was just nasty. Like he said, you knew right away something was wrong. Right. Uh yeah. but now as you come back, I mean, what a hell of a way to come back. You're going against uh NXT's own Cassius Ono. Tell us a little bit about that. Um like what it, how you feel going into it 
And, uh, I mean, obviously, by you being in this match, they're going to have eyes all over you. So, I mean, what's this match mean to you, and what are your thoughts going into it? Uh, this has been a dream match of mine since I started wrestling, basically. When when Cassius Ono was Chris Hero on the independent scene, yes, that sir. was like, he was one of two dudes that I really like wanted to be in the ring with and who I like emulated and took a lot away from. Um, and, uh, so, so I guess to come back from an injury that it's pretty much changed my entire life, uh, for the better, I'd say, but it, regardless, it's changed my life and, uh, altered my wrestling, uh, capabilities, uh, to, to, to come back from that, to, to have him as one of my uh, first opponents back, that's, uh, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could ask for anything better than, you know, Oops, you're cutting out. Oh, I'm cutting out? Yep. Um, okay, we got, yeah, we got you. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, coming back from, uh, such a such a serious injury to to wrestling um to wrestling a guy who i've really emulated a lot of that's that's so special like the 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 injury altered my career it uh altered my life so uh to be able to wrestle a person who i've emulated and i've taken a lot away from that's uh that's uh pretty special to me well uh our our show is like half MMA and half professional wrestling, and not too long. Oh, ago, right on. Oh yeah, definitely. And not not too long ago, we had a match between uh, Anderson Silva and Israel Anasanya, and he had a lot of respect for Anderson Silva. And yes. you can kind of tell that Israel wasn't necessarily, you know, putting his all into it. He, he almost respected Anderson Silva too much yeah. in that fight. So, will we have to worry about that with you going up against Cassius Ono, or are you going to bring it? Oh, I'm bringing it, man. I gotta, I gotta test the new hip out. I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm still, I gotta make sure I'm still Josh Briggs. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, I, I can definitely, I can definitely see his, his side of the, his side of the argument. But I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring it, especially with uh, it being such an important match, uh, let alone a, uh, let alone a special match for me. It's, it's very important for my career. So you mentioned uh, that he was somebody that you watched coming up. Um, I also, in doing a little bit of research, also read that you said Don, Donovan uh, Dijak is a, a yeah. big one for you. So tell me about that. And uh, with you getting a chance to uh, go against Ono here, you know, you've got uh, Dijak over there in NXT now. I mean, is that somewhere you're looking down the road and tell me about um, Dijak? Um, yeah, so I mean, me and Dijak are trained by the same uh, the same person, Brian Fury, uh, who trains uh, who owns the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. He's trained uh, Sasha Banks, Tommaso Ciampa, um, Oni Larkin, there, Biff Busick, um, Flip Gordon, uh, wow. so many people. Wow! And um, uh, basically, anyone who's from the the New England area is is Brian Fury's guy um, or girl. <laughs> but um yeah, you know, uh Dijak was like the the big like top dog at our school and like the guy that uh everyone looked up to and I really wanted to to wrestle and I wanted to test myself. I wanted to to see how I measured up to him and um I, I got to do that twice before he uh he uh went on to greener pastures. And um, you know, I got I got uh very lucky in that and uh 
uh, it's very cool. I, I, I still, to this day, think that Donovan Dijak's one of the all-time greats um, for big men and uh, one of the best in the world right now. And, uh, I mean, I, I, him being in XT, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump away from uh, from the ball for uh, him to make that flight. So, you know, if he, if he ever did want to come down, I'd uh, be throwing my name in the hat for uh, for first dibs. That sounds like a challenge to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man, well, as I mentioned before, our show is half MMA, and uh, earlier today I did a uh, you know short you know video, and someone asked a question: uh, Has Josh Briggs ever fought MMA before? So I'm going to ask you: Have you ever uh, fought in MMA, trained, or had anything to do with MMA? No. I, so I'll give you the, I'll give you the cliff notes. Um, I did. I was a black belt in karate when I was. Uh, uh, I mean, very, very, very young to the point where I don't, I hardly retained any of it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean like probably like middle school was like my, my heyday of karate. And then, uh, in between, uh, in between, uh, my football training in college, I, uh, I boxed for like a year. So I bit probably like six to seven months of like total boxing okay. and um i had a couple sparring matches uh in um in uh in amherst and uh once i really got hit in the face a bunch i decided like yeah i don't want to do this shit as, like, a job. <laughs> you know it, it's like it's like so at first i was like that's oh, a really good cardio workout for me and everything and uh, to just keep me having some fun and whatnot, uh, right. uh, during, during the off season of training. And, um, once, um, like I started having like a crisis of what, what do I want to do after a football if football doesn't work out? So I started putting some eggs in the basket of boxing and, uh, I started really getting like the shit kicked out of me. And I was like, yeah, man, this, this, this is just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting hit really hard is not like, is just not what I want to do for, for money. Like I got, I got a bunch of friends who, who are like some serious martial artists and I, I'm like, they're, they got way more, way more respect. You know, I can't do that shit. Wait. So, so quick question to piggyback off of what you said. So you said yeah. you were a black belt in karate, right? Yeah. And you don't really remember any of it. <laughs> Correct. So what would your parents, so I'm, I'm basically, a no, I'm basically a no belt. Wait, so what would your parents say about you, you know, paying for karate lessons and you getting that high up and you don't even remember any of it? <laughs> oh man, they probably just, I remember like, we had like, we had like a, we had the sparring session and like, I was like, I, I don't know, I might've been like a red belt at the time or something. And, um, I got my legs sweeped out for me, but like, it was, I was, I was like sparring with some littler kid. Uh-huh. And he like tried to sweep me once and it didn't work. And like, so I started like, like no selling it. And, uh, he sweeped me again, didn't work. And like the third time he got me and like, I fell flat on my back and it knocked the wind out of me. And like, I started crying because I'd never got the wind knocked <laughs> out of me before. <laughs> yeah, dude, you guys are going to learn about Josh Briggs. You're going to learn about the real Josh Briggs. Um, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah. man. <laughs> so yeah, like that, that, that's a, that's a story that not a lot of people know besides like, my mom. um, so I was with my mom and my brother at the time, who was also a black belt and probably remembers less than I do. Um, and my mom was like so mortified that her son was like crying in public. So she just took me like and just left. 
I, I don't even I don't even <laughs> think she allowed me. I don't even think she allowed me to bow when I left the dojo. She just like <laughs> stormed out with my 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 hand in her hand. She was like so mad. Wow. So we've got a fan question for you on our live feed. Yeah. Uh, Jen Dib asked if uh, you have any nerves getting back in the ring after your hip issue. Oh, that's a that's a great question. Uh, um, nerves is um, I wouldn't say nervous. I equate nerves to nervousness. Um, I'm just really uh, uh, excited to see what happens. I'm not I'm not so much afraid of uh, of getting hurt. This is another you're really going to learn about Josh Briggs, like real Josh Briggs. I'm not afraid of getting hurt. I'm afraid of not being as good of a wrestler as I was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I've dealt with the pain. That's not really a problem and not, not working. Isn't that big of a deal to me, but you know, I, I, I'm very, very afraid of, uh, uh, putting on a subpar performance. So you talked about how that's going to change, um, some things with your in-ring style, you know, from the things I read in my research, you know, you have prided yourself on being trained like classically and like really wrestling like a big man. Um, tell me, tell me the importance of that for you being your size, because you see a lot of big guys, like you mentioned, Dijak, Dijak does a lot of things that big dudes usually ain't doing himself. So, I mean, tell me the importance of that. And, uh, you know, your thoughts on like just the style in which you were trained. Yes. Um, very traditional. And then once I started like making a name for myself, um, I kind of went, uh, I, I guess we'll just use him for an example. He's not the only guy, but like the die Jack or the Mike awesome style of like kind of, like, I, I call it just like ball balling out, like just <laughs> going, going hard, doing like the stuff that you big guys don't need to do. So it's, I call it balling out. So I started balling out and like, it, it was, it shot me up the list a lot. Um, because I was so athletic and, um, once I kind of hit a point where I'm starting to really make a name for myself and people are starting to know me, um, that's kind of when I learned, I don't need to, I don't need the ball out as much. I save the, I save the balling out for a special show right. and, uh, or a special moment that the cameras can really capture and maximize the most out of. Um, so I really haven't been doing a lot of that and basically since I signed with evolve and, um, not a lot of big guys are wrestling like big guys at the moment. There's only, uh, two other big guys that I can really, well, we lost, I think are, are wrestling the, the proper way. Like, well, not the proper way, but, but that, that style, that classic big guy style. <laughs> It's funny you you mentioned uh, Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome was one of my favorite uh, guys in ECW back in the day, and I remember watching you um, at the Evolve show here in in Detroit or well, Livonia. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I, I I saw a little bit of Dijak and a little Mike Awesome in there, man. So it's it's funny that you actually did say that, man. So was was Mike yeah. Awesome an inspiration for you too? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really ever watch ECW. I don't think my my mom or dad would was gonna allow me to, um, I, or, or maybe I just didn't know about it, or they they didn't know about it. But uh, um, now, when when there's like such a plethora of pro wrestling for me to watch and study, like Mike Austin is definitely like one of those one of those guys for me to watch. Like 
pick stuff apart and like take some of his stuff and subliminally slide it into what I'm doing. Um, yeah, Mike awesome. Mike awesome for sure. is like one, one of those, those type of dudes for me, man. Well, we we only got like eh, 10 more minutes with you, uh, Josh. We don't hold you too much longer, but, uh, man, we can, we can talk all night. I don't got anything after this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, you know what? We probably bring you back on the show then. Another time, okay, man, because cool. hey, we would love to chop it up with you. But speaking of big man, we got uh, Congo Kong is going to be calling in in a little bit after we get off the phone with you, man. So, oh, right you know, uh, you know, Congo had any interaction with Congo Kong? Oh, I've never met him, um, but he's like one. He's one of those like I, I said. Uh, um, I think two or three guys, two or three big guys <laughs> that are just doing doing it that way, you right. know, doing it the, the traditional big man way. And he's, he's one of those three dudes that popped into my head. You know, he's, he's like such a sight to watch and see. So, I mean, he's a, I don't, I have no idea if he knows who I am or anything like that, but you know, well, he will uh, after this. He's pretty cool. <laughs> he's, he's a pretty cool guy to watch for me. I, I really like it. it if we ever get to hang out and watch wrestling together, you're going to see like the, the stuff that I react to is basically like the big, real hard hitting, impressive, like striking and, or like impressive big time maneuver stuff. I, I, I've seen a, a million chubby guys doing moonsaults. You know, I don't, I don't, that's that everyone can do a moonsault. Now. My grandma can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit, uh, as we go into evolve One Twenty Seven. tell me a little bit about, um, how you got to evolve and like, what do you think about the current state of evolve with people like Austin theory is your champion? You know, you see him all over the place. You got Adam Cole coming in Velveteen dream, all these people coming in. Just tell me uh, a little bit about your start with evolve and what you think about the current landscape as it sits. Oh yeah. Um, so um, not, not a lot of people know this, but um, Stokely Hathaway is one of my closest buddies in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at the time of me signing with Evolve, Stokely was a very uh, trusted um, uh, advisor for Gabe Sapolsky, the, the booker of um, Evolve. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Stokely asked me one day, just out of nowhere, if I wanted to uh, sign with Evolve or if I wanted to wrestle for Evolve. I said, yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to sign with them. That's like the ultimate goal right now for me. And um so he said, uh, he said, I'm going to send Gabe a couple of, a couple of your best matches and, uh, then, uh, we'll see what happens. So he sent Gabe a few of my matches and I think less than 24 hours later, Gabe, uh, sent me an email and we talked over email for a couple of days and uh, it basically happened where Gabe just, uh, I don't know if he liked how I was reacting to his questions or if he liked my enthusiasm for evolve because evolve has been a goal of mine since pretty much day one. Um, but you know, he offered me a contract just out of the blue asked if I'd, if I'd be interested in signing a contract and the, that, that same day I got it forwarded over to me via email. And then two days later I got it in the mail to sign and send back. And, um, you know, I guess the, the rest is history with that, but, um, as far as the the current state of evolve is, I, I mean that that's like this is just dream match territory for me. Like <laughs> you know, so many so many good independent wrestlers right now uh, that are undiscovered or starting to get discovered, and there's just I, I, I handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of some of the best wrestlers on the face of the earth that are uh, under contract with uh, WWE in some form or fashion. 
So um, for me, that's like just I'm chomping at the bit. It's it's great for us wrestlers. It's great for the fans. It's great for the guys in NXT who need to get that extra seasoning off of the independence um, and interact with the crowd more personally and uh, be in a locker room with a bunch of independent uh, independent wrestlers. I think I think it's great for everyone. It's great for uh, you know it's, it's great for competition. We see these guys come in that are uh, you know in a spot where we all want to be, and, uh, and I think it makes us work a lot harder. So I think uh, pretty much every show when you see a mix up of the independent uh, wrestlers from Evolve, Evolve superstars, and the uh, NXT superstars, I think those are all like four or five star match top top independent wrestling match. Uh, quality matches that um, it, it really brings out the best in all of us. And, uh, you know, as, as far as Austin Theory goes as a champion, you know, it's, it's really cool to to have Austin as a champion and everything like that. But uh, Austin's time is done. He's, he's had the championship <laughs> for too long. And uh, I don't want to really make this uh, pro wrestling promo or anything like that. But, <laughs> you know, Austin, Austin's time is done. He's done, what he, he's done what he needs to do. And uh, it's it's my time. I've sacrificed a lot more uh, for this company than uh, than Austin has, and um, it, it, I, the way that I look at Evolve Wrestling, um, I think that um, I'm the right guy to hold the Evolve Championship. The way that I value Evolve Wrestling, it, it's the most special thing in the world to me. So, you know, that that title will be treated properly uh, once it's in my hands. Man. Well, well, we'll ask one last question each, and then we'll ask you the famous question that we ask all wrestlers to oh, come geez. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Kai, you want uh, me to go, or you want you, you go ahead? Okay, so um, we had Jen Debs once again ask a question on Facebook, and it's actually something I was actually thinking about. We are signed with Evolve right now, so are you exclusively with Evolve, or do you still do uh, other shows? Um, so, so the way it works is I can do whatever I want as long as it doesn't conflict with Evolve's dates. Okay. So uh, you can you can see me pretty much anywhere. I usually post my schedule. Um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still uh, independent wrestler who's just under contract with Evolve as well. Okay. Speaking of that, and talking about uh, the independent wrestling scene, did you get to catch any of the Crockett Cup from last weekend? I didn't know. So I heard I heard some of it was like just unbelievable, right? Honestly, man, I didn't know what to think going into that, but I have to say uh-huh. clear from the the look of it, clear down to like the matches. I mean, like they had like the old school canvas like when Flair uh beat Harley in the cage. They oh, had like man. the old school like there was no big walkout way or nothing. They just had the stage with the two titles and the Crockett Cup and then they just walked out a curtain. Uh, there was a, awesome. a dope ass match between the Briscoes and Villain Enterprises. That was awesome. Uh, Rock and Roll Express was cool uh, with their thing with the Briscoes too. The Briscoes were like a uh, unsung one on there. But I guess uh, my question for you is like, like you saying with uh, you being able to wrestle anywhere as long as it doesn't conflict with Evolve. You know, where are some of the other places that uh, you've been that? You, I'm just catching my words, but uh, you know, other places you want to go or any else, anywhere else you want to hit as well. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's a, that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. Um, yeah, once I could spit it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Like that. Uh, <laughs> um, 
So there's this uh, independent wrestling company in uh, Ontario, Canada, called Destiny. Um, nice. that it's it's like it's exploding right now. Um, it, there's such a there's such a special environment in Canada, and uh, I'm wrestling for so many of the best companies in that country, and uh, I think that destiny wrestling is just one more thing to just check off that list and it, it, it's been so close to happening and it, that's how it is with a lot of wrestling it's, it's been so close to happening but you know the, the date or the the travel just doesn't line up you know um right and uh defy wrestling as well in uh seattle washington that's uh that's like all my buddies have wrestled there and they've said it's just the best crowd you can ever perform in front of. And, um, you know, that, that's what makes wrestling special is the crowd. And, um, um, it, it's been another just so close, but it hasn't happened yet because of, uh, because of travel and, uh, bookings and dates like that. Um, there's a, there's a few other places, but, um, you know, uh, SUP wrestling, Southern underground pro wrestling in Tennessee, they're another one that's starting to boom and the crowd and, and the environment is, is very unique and very, uh, independent wrestling feel and very personal. And that's the, that's the type of wrestling that, uh, that I like to, to surround myself with, uh, on the weekends. Usually it's very, very personal. And, uh, I give my, as much of myself as possible to the crowd. So, um, places like that, you know, and of course PWG, but you know, who the hell knows if that'll ever happen. Um, right. Um, places in places in the UK, but again, you know, who who knows if that'll ever happen? Um, it, it's just it's just a matter of being on the radar. And, um, you know, I don't know when when that'll happen. If it'll happen, if I'll still be an independent wrestler by the time that happens, or what? But um, you know, it's it's all like wrestling in in Japan and the UK are pretty much like my two most important uh mid-term uh in between short-term and long-term goals uh those are probably like my two most important uh, for the midterm all right well so we're going to ask this one last question we ask all the wrestlers that come on the show but uh people make sure you check out uh evolve wrestling next friday may 10th at the knights Knights of columbus Columbus, uh center in lavonia michigan get your tickets now so you can see josh briggs you get to see austin theory um, Cassius Ono, Adam Cole, baby, he's going to be there too. So get your tickets now. And uh, Josh, real quick, why don't you throw your social media out there for, so people can follow yeah. you? Um, the Josh Briggs, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, Facebook, Josh Briggs. We can talk as much as you want. Definitely. So the last famous question we ask all wrestlers. <clears throat> so there's there's locker room rules, and we've kind of gone through. A long list of different uh, locker room rules that different wrestlers have. So you have like shake your hand, shake hands, uh, make sure you wash your gear, uh, keep your baby mama out of the locker room, wash your balls. Yep. <laughs> different, just yep. different, different uh, rules like this, man. So if you could add a, a rule to the locker room etiquette rules for wrestlers, uh, what would you add to that list? Oh man, I, I got a, a little fucking list and a half for you guys. Sorry for talking, but ah, say whatever the fuck so you much, want, man. There's so much etiquette. I just want to count, point people... out that I wasn't the first one to say fuck this time. Of the time. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's so many uh, rules in pro wrestling that are just uh, you know they're stupid, and they're like they're going out. And I understand that the the older people really value these rules, but like I I just want to say 
imagine going to your actual work, your actual job, and shaking everyone's hand in the building. <laughs> like going to your office and shaking everyone's hand in the cubicle. Can you imagine how you'd look? You'd look like you'd be looked at as an insane person. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that, that's what we have to do every single day. We go. We go to work. It's 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 horrible. But all right. So as far as far as these ones that people wouldn't know, or I'll just add to the list. Um, um, I'll, I'll add two things. Bring your own wrist tape and bring your own uh, squirt bottle. So everyone um, needs wrist tape. I don't use it anymore because uh, everyone uh, asks me, "Hey, can you can I have some wrist tape?" And I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say no. And the times that I do say no, someone will usually take it and use it anyway. <laughs> um, so I mean, it, it's not the most expensive thing in the world, but I mean, it's just a, it's just like. Once you're on a show with the same guy ten times and he asks you every time, "Hey, can I use some wrist tape?" It gets a little old, you know. Right. Um, and the squirt bottle thing, I'm very particular about what what I bring in my gear and my my stuff that I have in my bag. I need it in the same place, and I need to make sure it's all there before I can pack up. And uh, it's just uh, a bottle full of water, and uh, you, you spray it on your your hair so it doesn't get stuck in your face or go down your throat and everything like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people use mine because I, I guess I'm one of the only guys that has one and, uh, they misplace it or, uh, they, they take it or they break it. There's been two times on shows where someone's broken it and I've like lost my mind on them. So, you know, bring your own wrist tape. Stop being, stop being a bum and, uh, don't, <laughs> don't break people's bring, bring your own squirt bottle if you want to wet your head. Or if you don't have a squirt bottle and you don't need your head wet, don't wet your head. <laughs> what? That? That is that is completely new, and I, we haven't heard it like a, a new, a fresh one in a, a while. A fresh man. one that's, in a while, that's man. Literally great... everybody. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I've got I've got plenty. There's plenty of stuff that I. If you go on my Twitter, man, pretty much every other tweet is me complaining about something that someone does <laughs> in wrestling. So I, I got I got I got a big list. Well, them. we'll definitely have to expand on said list when we bring you back on. We definitely got to link up with you uh, next week, Friday at Evolve, and uh, we'll yeah, definitely man. have you on for the full-length show soon. So, uh, like I said, man, you know, you the man threw out his social medias. Check him out. Evolve 127, Knights of Columbus, Livonia. You don't want to miss it. Definitely. Josh, appreciate having you on the show, man. Like I said, we definitely got to do this uh, a more long, long, more uh, intensive uh, episode with you uh, another time, man. Oh yeah, I'd love to. No, thank you for having me, though. No problem. Right, we've got uh, we've got your email. Either I'll shoot you an email, or we'll talk about it at the show. Sounds good, man. Cool, All brother. I right. right, appreciate you, man. All right, be good, guys. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. All right, that was Josh Briggs, man. Hey man, that was a good interview, and I feel like if we do a full hour interview with that guy, we're in for probably <laughs> some good fucking content. Yeah, he, he he really opened up, man, and you know, let us in on the real Josh Briggs. And hey man, I like it. <laughs> yeah, the the wrist tape and the squirt bottle—that was one I was not expecting. And, that was definitely, and uh, it's crazy that he said that Kong is one of the people he looks up to as far as watching big men wrestle, considering he's going to be calling in in a second. Yeah, we're just waiting on him right now. But man, um, people, make sure you get your tickets for Evolve. It's May 10th, Nice of Columbus in Livonia, Michigan. Um, I think first row and second row is sold out right now. Um, but uh, tickets usually We rain. got take a wrestler home seats, right? <laughs> 
take a wrestler home seat? Mm, I think they're all pretty much like that. It's not. It's really not a nah, bad seat. Not like the sec first two rows, though, dude. Every well, time no, we've sat in the first two rows, Doug, we've literally <laughs> been landed on. Oh. Yo, what's going on, brother man? On the line with us, we got Congo Kong. How you doing, brother? Not too bad about yourself. Not too bad. So it's ironic that you're on the same episode with our prior guest, Josh Briggs, because he brought you up in conversation saying that you were one of three big men that he can think of that actually wrestles the big man style and that he <laughs> wa- he loves watching your work. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, he said Who was uh, that again? Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs Evolve. From, uh, from Evolve Wrestling. Oh shit! Okay, awesome. Yeah, he. Uh, Good to know. Yeah, he said he would definitely like to sit down and watch a match with you, man, and uh, chop it up with you one day, man. So we might have to make that happen one day. Right? Yeah, let's do that. But uh, Congo Kong, man, welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to talk to you again. Definitely. Likewise. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, throw your social media out there and let people know where they can find you? Well, as usual, you can reach me on Facebook under uh, Steve Wilson or Congo Kong or Professor Congo Kong's Wrestling Academy, uh, Instagram at Congo Cyrus 78 and Twitter at Real Congo Kong. Yeah, I think I got them all right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that, man. Like we've heard you talk, you talked to us a little bit, I think last time we saw you about wanting to open up a school or that it was about to open. Tell us a little bit about uh, Professor Congo Kong's wrestling school or wrestling academy, excuse me. Yeah, um, it's located in Bluffton, Indiana. Uh, I uh, have been very fortunate that you know my 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 very first start to finish student, Mark Vandy. Um, he has connections all over the place, and uh, we were able to get a building. And he's my business partner, um, <clears throat> and I take care of the training side, or I'm in charge of the training side. He helps me some, um, <laughs> and he is working on running shows uh under the banner of fnx wrestling and uh yeah it's just uh it's a place for you know anybody who was like me at one point and had a dream of becoming a professional wrestler to come down and and get the proper training um to uh pursue that pursue that that goal you know i'll never promise anybody the world i just feel like i can give you the tools to place it at your feet so tell me what went into you wanting to open up a school. Like, what was it about the wrestling game that made you say, well, shit, I, I want to have my own school so that I can, you know, give, was it just to give back or like, did something in particular spark it with people not getting trained well or what was it? It's a combination of all that. But, uh, uh, previously I was training under, uh, the heroes and legends wrestling, uh, school body slam university. And once it closed its doors, um, due to building issues, we looked around for a while and then, um, you know, things just kind of didn't pan out or whatever. And I waited and I waited and I waited and then just the opportunity came up and I said, I'm going to jump on it and, you know, start my own. Why not start my, excuse me, but, um, a lot of that, you know, it stems from seeing guys who, who don't really know exactly what they're doing some of some of them are out there just stringing moves together that make no sense and they do extra stuff just for the sake of doing extra stuff and i uh just you know i i want to teach them that there should be a why behind everything that you do 
I like it. So tell us tell us what's been going on on the wrestling side for you as well, man. Like I know uh, I saw recently you went to Puerto Rico. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I actually went down there for World Wrestling Warriors, I believe it's called. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, they'll be getting uh, TV and stuff started up down there. Uh, we wrestled in this huge coliseum. Um, it was an in-and-out trip because of flights getting canceled and rescheduled and all sorts of stuff, but it was an awesome experience. Um, I I can't wait to go back, to be honest with you. Um, the food there was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, you know, been fortunate to go some some different places. You know, places that a lot of guys say can't can, can't say that they have been. So uh, I kind of want to touch on uh, what you were saying before about you know you seeing guys that are just you know basically uh, doing moves just to do moves and not not really having any psychology behind it, and uh, it kind of ties into what we were talking about with Josh Briggs. You know, he was talking about. Um, how there's really not a lot of guys that are wrestling a, a big man style. And like I said, he, he mentioned you as one of those people. But uh, let's just say uh, someone comes in there and they're five foot four and they're not a big guy. What can they learn at the Congo from Congo Kong at your school? Or is it are you able to adapt to basically whoever is, is coming to your school or is it going to be all big man style? Let's, let's, let's talk about like how how you uh, take your students and how you train them. Uh, in the past, I've trained all different styles of, of guys. I've I got high flyers. I got technical wrestlers. I've got brawlers. Uh, you name it, I got it. I've, I've been able to uh, translate what I know into uh, creating the, the best avenue for them to be as successful as possible. Right. Um, I, I don't limit myself uh, just to being a big man, I don't think, in the ring. And so, therefore, I wouldn't want to to, to limit my training, you know, to, to, to reach guys. Cause I know, you know, not all big guys are going to be able to come to me and not all, you know, little guys are going to be able to come to me, whatever. But I want to be able to teach guys, um, psychology, you know, that's, that's a huge thing. I want to, I want the little guys to understand that, you know, the big guys is not going to be bumping and flopping around for you like that. And big guys should understand that they shouldn't be bumping and flopping around for the little guys either. Um, not without, you know, uh, due process, we'll say, um, you know, and, and, and again, back to the, the whys for the what's and, uh, you know, just not just, just, uh, playing video game wrestling is what I call it, where they go out and they (laughs) they hit a bunch of finishers and, you know, they, they kick out at two every time and it just kind of kills, um, the business really, because how many times can you get dropped on your head in one match and, uh, still kick out and still, you know, uh, have wrestling look like it, it's it's real. <clears throat> totally. If under- I dropped a man, if I dropped a man on his head in real life in, in a real fight, he's not getting back up. So why do <laughs> we, why do we uh, uh, dilute that? You know, in pro wrestling, I, I, it bothers me to no end, really. You know, that's something we talk about on the show a lot. Like. Um- just using this as an example, since we were talking uh, to Briggs earlier and he's going against Ono next week, uh, you know, that's the one thing that I like more so about like NXT or a Ring of Honor or a, you know, New Japan style or even Impact too. But uh, like just the fact that make the shit make sense. 
Like, don't like, I mean, actually make it look like you want to beat the guy. And if you're actually going to make it look like they're fighting and trying to win, like if people are like just no selling the shit out of getting, you know, pile drove or getting the hell knocked out of them. I mean, that kind of kills the credibility to it to me. Yeah, it it makes wrestling look like we're out there, you know, doing a rehearsed, excuse me, segment, much like. Like uh, the spotty matches where everybody's slipping around and and you know doing extra rolls and I'm not saying don't show off your athleticism but you have to make it look like a fight. If 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 it doesn't look like a fight, then what are we out there for? Exactly. You know, what are we trying to tell the people? Are we dancing for them? Or are we <laughs> um, are we are we wrestling? Is this a pro wrestling? Is this a fight? Is this you know our imitating life? You know, because I mean, I didn't, I didn't get into it for the theatrical aspect so much. So, with you opening the school now, you know what, uh, what's that going to mean for you going forward as far as you know your day to day wrestling stuff? And like, are you still doing stuff with Impact? Like, what's uh, what's on the horizon for you as far as the wrestling game now that you're opening up school? Um, as far as the Impact goes, I am no longer under contract. So, if anybody's listening, I am a free agent. If you want to plug me to several companies of the bigger companies that are uh, that are uh, doing stuff, uh, please do by all means. Um, I hear AEW is looking for horses, and <laughs> I, I am actually <laughs> definitely that. Um, <clears throat> I, as far as wrestling, I, I still wrestle. I think at least two to three times a week. Um, and my training will happen during the middle of the week, you know, when I'm not wrestling and, uh, try to keep, uh, uh, open hours, uh, so that if somebody does want to come in and get some extra training, you know, I can always meet them there and and work with them. So are you still working with, uh, XICW? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, actually I got to get a hold of Malcolm Monroe because he has a big show coming up in June that I thought I was booked for, and turns out, which is funny because um, it was supposed to be this quote unquote huge opportunity for, we'll say one of the big companies and uh, whatever. And I was just telling Malcolm, I said I don't believe anything until I see it, <laughs> and sure enough, you know that that particular booking fell through this week, and so. Uh, um, I'll uh, have to get a hold of him about that show so that uh, I can fill that date real quick. Oh, hmm. I want to ask more questions, but I don't feel like I'll get the answer for that. So we'll ask you off. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I really don't have a whole lot to lose at this point. So it doesn't matter. You can go ahead and ask. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. You so, shouldn't have said if that. If it's bad, then, I, then I'll to- turn around. You totally say. should not have said that. Wait, can, 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 can we talk about what company this was? Uh, let's just say the big boy. Wait, the big boy or one of the big boys? No, the big boy. Oh, and okay. One, okay. Of the, one of the remote locations. So not, not, not the main show, but uh, they're talking about opening up uh, – in another country, and that was what it was for. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yo, I'll ask more questions off air, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a fan question for you. Uh, Jen Dib asks, uh, "Do you have an age limit for your training, and how long does somebody have to train before you'll put them in a show?" Good. That's a good question. That's an excellent question. I prefer that uh, they're eighteen. Um, 
you know, that way we don't have to deal with any kind of extra legal issues or repercussions or anything in case anything happens. Um, And as far as uh, the training link, everybody learns different. Um, So when I feel like I've, I've taught you everything that I can teach you in training, what I'll do is I'll take you to a show with me and get you a match. And then that way I can, I can watch what you're doing and watch what we need to work on as far as, you know, putting you in that situation. Now you won't be on your own for, I'd say roughly two years. And really I got guys that I, I I watch out for that I've trained, you know, even up till now, you know, six, seven years later, you know, I'll watch their matches and make sure I'm, I'm critiquing them and, you know, telling them the best course of action for what they're doing or whatever. But I don't want to be one of those one of those schools that will say, "Yeah, you'll 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 come in and you'll you'll train for six weeks, and then we'll let you go and you'll be on your own." Right. I can't tell you how many how many of those guys uh, I call them strays that I've I've picked up over the years, <laughs> you know, to, to try to uh, uh, take under my wing and show those those things that they just didn't get in training school that I feel like they should have gotten. They paid a lot of money for their training. And so, you know, they should come out and be, uh, well-rounded, you know, as professional wrestlers. And they, you know, just didn't get that for whatever reason. Well, this is a question. I I think I pretty much know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, if someone wants to be a referee, is, is there special training for that? Yeah, it's called you do what everybody else does, and we'll, we'll work on the referee thing in the meantime. Cause, okay. I mean, to me, you gotta you have to go through the the business as everyone else does, and uh, you know, even if you want to be a manager or valet or whatever, you need to get in there and learn how to take bumps because you will be taking bumps, and uh, you know, you you got to learn how to cut a promo and all that stuff, and and and. You know, you have to learn ring psychology. A referee should really know ring psychology. He should know um, how to listen to a crowd and 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 tell you know to communicate to the wrestlers how to respond and um, you know things of that nature. And a lot of a lot of times we leave that stuff out. And I know a lot of refs that you know you get in there and you work with, and they know squat and they don't know how to pass for pass a message to another wrestler without making it super obvious. And, you know, it just, it's stuff like that, that I want to try to, to, to circumvent, you know, get around, get out, get it out of wrestling as much as possible. Uh, People are going to wrestle and, you know, people are going to go and they're going to take the the cheap route. I see that, you know, and that's obvious. Um, But I'm going to, I'm going to try to do the best I can on my end to make sure that, you know, people learn what they're supposed to learn. So basically, if you want to be a wrestler, a referee, a manager, a valet, you still have to go through the exact same training. Exactly. Okay. I just ask because I know people have asked me that question, and I know since you have a school yourself, I wanted someone that that had that same question to hear it from, from you uh, directly. So, Kyle? So, I mean, now that you said you're gone from Impact, you know, and you mentioned, you know, the show with Malcolm and all that stuff. You know, what uh what do you see as the landscape for you? You know, like what uh what's next for you? What uh what's on your mind still in the wrestling game? Like what's the next move? I feel like I'm just gonna do it as always and you know, keep plugging, keep chucking, keep doing what I'm doing and then 
you know, just like that door opened, I believe that, that, you know, God opened up another door for me and, you know, the sky is still the limit. I'm almost 40, but I, I still have a quite a bit of go in me, you know, and I, I, I did a match a couple of weeks ago and, uh, in the same match, I hit a hurricane Rana, uh, uh, dive over the top rope, uh, and then also a flying cross body off the top rope for the finish. So, what the I mean, fuck? I can, I can, uh, still go with the best of them, you know? Shit, between you and Hanson, man, or oh, excuse me, Ivar, uh, <laughs> son of a bitch, dude, like, this motherfucker is over here doing Tajiri handsprings, and you're over here doing cross bodies, yeah, and, and and we get just get done telling you at the beginning of the show that Josh Briggs looks up to you for wrestling <laughs> like a big man. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, like I said, I don't limit myself. You know, I, I, I try to to show off that that size psychology, that size mentality. That you know, a, a smaller guy shouldn't be uh, kicking out of everything I do, or uh, you know, I shouldn't have to do you know a bunch of finishers to a guy in order to get him over strong and make him look like a million bucks. Still, oh my god. You just hit on something that I literally called Devin and told him about right after I left the MSG show. So um, so in the main event, it was Jay White and Okada. Now, it's no secret. Okada's the shit. I'm not even trying to say that he's not good. But the only thing right. about Okada's game that drives me fucking crazy, he hit Jay White with, like, ten of the fucking Rainmaker. Like, dude. <laughs> like... I guess it made sense in trying to make the match, you know, come across as a, you know, long drawn out war because it was a good 20, 30 minute match. But I'm just saying, like, dude, when you hit somebody with what's supposed to be your finisher that many times, it drives me insane. <laughs> like back in the day, you're not seeing Stone Cold hit somebody with like five stunners unless it's like a big ass match. So I don't know, man. Right. Even, even then, they were more so going for it than, than actually hitting it. And to me, you know, you hit somebody with your quote unquote finish that many times, it doesn't it doesn't make them look stronger. It makes you look weak. Right. If I splashed a guy four or five times in a match and he, he shouldn't still be out, getting up, then <laughs> right. that doesn't make any sense. So, you know, what I'm saying if, if I go up and I miss and I go up and he gets up and cuts me off and, and, and knocks me off the top rope, that makes more sense than if I actually hit it. You know, it makes sense for me to go for it and not get it and then finally get it. And then, boom, that means something. But if I if I hit it that many times and that guy still kicks out, then uh, something's wrong. I need a new finish. So I'm going to ask a question, and I already know Kyle's going to react to it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I found out that uh, you've been working with Queen Amanada. <laughs> she, okay. Like she's uh, been your your valet before, man, and we've had her on the show, man. I'm a big fan of her. I actually just saw her. Son, Devin man. wants you to shoot his shot. No, 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 that's not it. No, that's not it. <laughs> I call bullshit. But, it's in the archives. No, that's not what I'm asking. But Congo, if you want to for me, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I mean, you just played my hand for me, sir. But no, um, talk to me about Queen Amanada, man, because I'm, I'm, and look, it's not just the fact that. I think she's pretty. I I actually think that she's really a, one of the more talented independent women wrestlers that I've seen on the scene right now. I think she she's good in the ring. Uh, she has a well developed character and she has a great look. So, for someone that's actually worked with her, man, talk to me about Queen Amanada. 
I mean, everything you just said, man. She's a phenomenal talent, and she knows what up, how Kenny? many languages. It's some some ridiculous amount of languages, but uh, four languages. She she was uh, speaking to me in some African language, and she clicked. And I broke character, and I said, "Did she just click?" <laughs> you know, you you know what I'm talking about, right? Right, right, right. She, the uh, that she made that noise, and I was like, "What the hell?" No. <laughs> yeah, she she speaks. Uh, I think she said she speaks two African languages, French and uh, English. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, she's a, she's a heck of an athlete, and she she works her character well. Um, her promos are great. Like I, to me, it's kind of stupid that the, the the big companies haven't picked up on it. She's even like their uh, their idealistic size of a woman. So I don't I don't understand. You know. What's taking so long with that? Well, um, I'm not I'm not saying anything, but she's going to be wrestling in a very big match uh, this Saturday here in Detroit for Ula La Lucha with uh, Movado's promotion. Man, uh, I'll just say, people, make sure y'all come watch that match. It's going to be very, very big for for her and her opponent. Awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, Kyle. Well, and you're the one over here telling me, oh, I don't know, bro, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say shit, just so when you guys listen back to it, I didn't say shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to. <laughs> I Damn it, you just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle's over here laughing right now. <laughs> you done fucked me up, asshole. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask my question, and you made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> my bad, man. But, uh, Kyle, when, when can we, else can we see you here in the Detroit area, man? Ugh. Um... Hold on, let me go through my calendar because <laughs> I don't remember dates anymore. Okay. Well, while, while you're uh, looking through the, through the calendar, I'll, we'll go ahead and ask you. Um, <laughs> we've asked you the question before about oh, lo- locker room We're etiquette. Really going? Well, no, no, no. We 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 asked uh, Josh Briggs the question about locker room etiquette. I think yours was uh, make sure you wash your balls. But Josh Briggs brought up one that I haven't heard before, and I want to I want to know okay. what you think about this one. So the two rules that he said that. He wanted to add to the, the uh, list of lo- uh, wrestling locker room rules is bring your own wrist tape and bring your own squirt bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, those I guess would be newer, you know, rules or whatever. But uh, um, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard those either. Uh, <laughs> it's nice yeah, to get a new one because we you usually know, focus on having. Focus on having your own stuff. Uh, there's a guy up in, in uh, Ontario area that uh, I often travel with. Uh, he goes by Phil Atlas. I'll say his name. He might get mad at me, but <laughs> we always tease him about uh, about uh, all the stuff that he asked for to borrow from wrestlers, you know. And uh, you know, one week is you got some tape, you got some, you got some gum, you know, and all kinds of stuff that you know he'll. Uh, They've made up a song about it. That's how ridiculous it gets sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess you know that 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 makes sense. That could be you know something that you would uh, harp on or whatever is have your own stuff. And you know sometimes people just don't have their own stuff. Sometimes they didn't have time to get their own stuff. Right. Um, well, I, I guess with him, yeah. what he's kind of saying was that okay, yeah, you know maybe like once or twice, you know you forget to bring tape. But it's like when you're the same guy asking right. over and over again at every single show. That's kind of the point that he was making. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Um, uh, next time I'll be in uh, Detroit is May seventeenth for Horse Slam. Ooh, okay. And uh, River 
River, it's in Riverview. River something. River, River, Riverview, Riverview, yeah. At uh, Rocky's Pub. What are those river towns? Yeah, <laughs> down, yep, down river. Yep. Not too far from me. We might have to uh, make an appearance at that one. So Yeah, Horror Slam is one of the shows I haven't been to yet. I might have to definitely hit that show, man. It's a fun little show. It's, it's something different. You know, they they try to do something different than uh, than all the other wrestling in, in the Detroit area. Yeah, you man. Know, it, it's more gimmick driven, I guess, than than uh, you know everybody going out and uh, just being super athletes. You know, it's funny you say that because you can see a uh, past guest of the show, Madman Pondo, who almost fucking killed a guy the one time I was there. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> man, well, we're gonna, we're gonna start winding down a little bit, Congo. But uh, let 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 the people know um, everything they need to know about your school, man. Um, well, <clears throat> you can either uh, you can hit me up on any of my social media for the details, uh, and you can uh, you can either pay all up front if you have it. Or you can break it down with a down payment and monthly payments. I mean, I think that's uh, that's something fair, you know. And I try to to uh, keep everybody in mind and not just you know make my school for the the, the rich necessarily. You know, I, I want anybody who has this dream, the same dream that I had of becoming a professional professional wrestler, to have the opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, just get a hold of me and we can work something out. Um, I even look to, uh, to, uh, get to the point to where we develop some, uh, some relationships with, uh, local housing, uh, units or, or real estate, uh, agents, uh, things like that. So that we can have, you know, a house or home, uh, for wrestlers who aren't from the area or for trainees who aren't from the area to come in and, and, uh, and stay while they get their Excuse me while they get their training. I just got done eating, so I'm a little ga- gassy, guys. My bad. <laughs> I have Crohn's disease. That's everyday life. Uh, but so the question I was going to ask you is another thing uh, Josh Briggs talked about in uh, his half of the show. He was talking about how important the environment of a show is, whether it not having to be maybe necessarily the the big crowd. You know, it's more about the atmosphere of it. So tell me a little bit for you. Uh, for you, like, what's your favorite atmosphere? Is it is it the big crowds like over there in Puerto Rico? Is it something small like the local indies? Is it, you know, something that's like on a maybe more like a medium scale like Impact? Like, what uh, what's your favorite type of atmosphere for a show? A crowd that responds. I don't care what size they are, but as long as you respond, I feel like I can give you the best show that, you know, you paid your money for and you deserve you know if you're just sitting out there on your hands then uh it's gonna be kind of hard for me to get into it you know as much um uh if if wrestling and and trying to get a reaction out of you is like pulling teeth then you know it's it's gonna get rough and i'm i'm probably gonna be more likely to say nah i don't want to do that extra risky move you know let's tone it down a little bit and you know get out of here whatever with our health, but I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to feel like that. I want to, uh, to, uh, give of myself. Cause I want people to come back. I want them to, to feel like they got their money's worth and they, they're going to get their money's worth the next time they come see me. Um, 
you know, and, and <clears throat> honestly, a part of that, you know, as far as um, how the crowd is reacting, uh, you know, during my match or, you know, a lot of times I'm in the second half or main event or semi-main event of the show. And by that time, they've seen everything. And so it makes it a little more difficult for, you know, to go out there without literally killing ourselves to try to get these fans back on track to get, you know, to give them the best performance that we can give. Um, so I, I would say that's some fault, you know, cause there's a lot of wrestlers you go to shows and I call them one a monthers where they, <laughs> they wrestle once or twice a month. And so they feel like they got to get their stuff in whenever they wrestle. And it just, you know, it, it ends up killing the crowd by the end of the show. And it makes it super hard for the main event to go out there and do what we're supposed to do. Um, you know, it's 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 a partial lack of training and it's a partial uh, selfishness, I would say, more than anything. Um, you know, because even at the beginning of the show, I'll I'll say to the crowd, "Hey, go out and do your stuff," but like, there's certain things that you need to avoid, and not the crowd to the locker room. Certain things that you need to avoid so that when it rolls around to our matches, they've not seen it a million times. And we can still get a reaction out of them like we're supposed to. Yeah. Well, Professor Kong, <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird saying that, man. Professor Kong. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last time, man, why don't you let the people know uh, your social media and uh, information about the school? All right. Um, yeah, like I said, the school is in Bluffton, Indiana. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Facebook, us on Facebook under Professor Congo Kong's Wrestling Academy or Professor Kong's Academy. I'm not sure which one it is on there. Uh, each one has like a different name. It's, it's crazy. Um, or you can get a hold of me uh, on any of my social medias, uh, Steve Olson, Congo Kong slash the Juggernaut Osiris. Uh, Juggernaut gear by Osiris. I still make gear uh, for any wrestlers that are looking for it. And uh, um, am I missing one? Yeah, I mentioned the school and yeah, the other three. And then uh, Instagram again is Kong Osiris seven eight. Uh, that's K O N G O S Y R I S seven eight. And then uh, my Twitter handle is at Real Congo Kong. And usually, if you go to any of those and you type in Congo Kong, I'll my page will pop up anyway so it's weird that you um, say that because on twitter like when we were trying to get you in there for the promo like it was like it was like pulling teeth i'm like holy shit there can't be that many people with congo kong especially considering <laughs> the motherfucker follows us like it should not be that hard for me to tag him in a damn tweet <laughs> like shit <laughs> that's awesome man but uh congo appreciate having you on the show oh people make sure you go check him out at horror slam on may 17th is that right? Yes, that four slam, W H O R E S A S L A M. No comment I, because I, you're coming down river. I, I didn't I didn't know it was that type of show, man. I'd definitely be there enough. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be down river. Hey, there you go. I saying. told him that that's what they should have named it and just <laughs> ran with it. Hell. <laughs> Yeah, make sure you check out Kong at Horror Slam on May 17th. Make sure you go check out the wrestling school if you're down there in Bluffton, Indiana. Um, not, not just in Bluffton, Indiana. We accept people from all areas, all walks of life. Come on in. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we got to come. Whenever you guys start running shows, man, we definitely have to uh, have you come back on the show, man. We might even have to make a little road trip. 
Absolutely. Sounds good. Our first show is slated for September. I want to say September 20th, which is a Friday. Okay. I was about to say, I, thought, yeah, I thought he was about to say my birthday for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> man, what up? Carl, man, appreciate you coming back on the show, man. And uh, best of luck with the school, man. And uh, we'll probably see you on the 17th. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me again. All right. Appreciate you, man. All right. Holler. Later, homie. All right, people. That's been the show. <laughs> Kyle, any last words, man? Any uh, quick Just come check out Ooh La La Lucha. I mean, uh, Ultimo Dragon's going to be here. Past guests yes. of the show, Sam Adonis. I mean, dude, this crowd is fucking insane. Like, it, it's not like a normal wrestling show. You got a mariachi band. You got burlesque <laughs> dancers. You got our good friend, the mysterious Movado. He's going to be training, or not training, teaming, excuse me, with uh, Ultimo Dragon. So uh, wow. it's going to be it's gonna be a great show, man. Check them out. St. Andrew's Hall. If you haven't got tickets, you better hurry up because last year it sold out. And I know I'll be at uh, MPWA this Friday, the day before Ula Line. Ultimo Drag is going to be there as well. That's going to be in Royal, Royal Oak. Make sure you come check that out. Say, Come and say hi to me. I'll be the tall black guy wearing a Kango hat. And uh, I might have to make an appearance at that one. Or no, shit, I got a party I had to go to that day. Don't do any cocaine. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, make sure you check out ko3cpod.com. Follow all our social media. Like, share, subscribe. Randy, I feel like you have something to say. Uh, I forgot to hit record. Can you do this all again? Sure. <laughs> no problem. I'll just call in to work tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, make sure you go to ko3cpod.com. Follow all our social media. Uh, join the Reality Era News page on Facebook. We're talking all kinds of wrestling stuff right there. Like, hey, what are the Viking Raiders called this week? <laughs> Oh, make sure you check out eleven oh five live every Monday through Thursday. I jump on uh, on the page and just talk about whatever topic is on my mind for about twenty minutes during my lunch breaks. So, and usually Thursdays you'll get Devin and I both same time. So, I mean, you get a little bit of a snippet of what you get at uh, the regular show. Randy, I feel like you have something else. to I say. I know what he's going to say. I didn't mean it the way it sounded. Black Widow sacrifices herself for the Soul Stone. I know that. <laughs> Well, now it's okay to put fucking the spoilers out, dude. It's I mean, come on now. So how many how many times have you seen the movie, Randy? Only once so far. I've seen it three times already. I need to see it more. I saw it once so far. Man, I people are really mad that Tony Stark. Uh, 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 oh fuck, we're talking about it. People Everybody really, knows Tony Stark died. Really, I, no, no, no. I was just so in like no spoilers mode, but now we can talk about it. People are really mad that Tony Stark's is dead, man. I'm like, how did you not see that coming? I'm not going to lie. That was pretty sad the way it went out, though. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I didn't cry or nothing, but I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. Oh, quick story, and then we'll get up out of here. So I go see it Thursday night, right? I'm sitting down. I get in there a little bit late, you know, during the trailers or whatever. It's dark. I sit down, and there's this guy that kept getting up, and he had a prosthetic leg. I think that's the proper, is that politically correct? Prosthetic leg? Okay. So he he got up a couple times. I'm like, oh, well, he, he must be like a wounded warrior or something like that. So the lights come on at the end of the movie, and all of a sudden I hear, Devin? And I look to my right, is Rick, the uh, referee for Clash, and sitting next to him is Zach Gowan, former WWE superstar. So I saw... <laughs> He's a dream interview for me, but... And yeah. I, I I shot the shot. I, we'll, we'll definitely be talking to him. I've already been shot it, but the more shots we take, the better chance there is. <laughs> but wait, guess who else was in that same theater? 
So I'm walking in, I'm getting my beer, and I see this young lady. I'm like, I know her from somewhere. I'm thinking, like, I went to high school with her. So I asked, like, did we go to Mumford together? Blah, blah, blah. Like, no. I'm like, you might have seen me on the news. I'm like, what? Like, Fox 2 News. I'm Mario Lou. So I was in there with Mario Lou and Zach Gowan and Rick the Referee. Bam. How about that? Small world. All right, let's Here's get to- an even smaller world. Did you know that Juice Robinson was partially trained by Truth Martini? I did not know that. See there? Dropping knowledge. Bam. And now you can get trained by Congo Kong. That too. Bam. All right. Ready? You ready to get out right here, man? Or you want to talk more Marvel? Arya kills the Night King. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know what that means. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Fuck your cow.